For 150 years, Children's National Hospital has provided exceptional care and groundbreaking research. Please donate today to give children and healthcare heroes a reason to believe this holiday season. Visit childrensnational.org slash holiday. Greetings, everyone. You are tuned into the Trust and Believe Nomad cast. I'm your humble host, retired Master Sergeant 20. Thanks for tuning in today on a Thursday, the 28th of October, 2021. Almost close to Halloween, y'all. So I know y'all probably getting the candy and doing everything associated with Halloween, getting your costumes and your masks and all that. I know yesterday we... uh. We got some candy together. My wife went and bought a bunch of candy, so we packaged them up because they're going to have a trunk or treat at her work location. And uh, so that was good. A little family time bonding, putting candy in the bag, you know, munching on the candy when we should have been putting some in the bag. But, you know, that's the fun part. So I want to get to my opening remarks. And guess what? I'm going to talk about candy. And I'm going to talk about a certain candy that... um. I don't know. I can't remember if I've ever tasted it. Right. And it's amazing. You may ask, well, how do you, you know, how you dislike something you haven't tasted it? Hey, it's the story of my life, man. It's like cantaloupe. I've never eaten a cantaloupe, but I refuse to eat a cantaloupe. You know, just something about it. It just doesn't sit well with me, but I'm sure it's good. You know, it's part of the melon family. You know, I like watermelon, but I don't like honeydew melon and I don't like cantaloupe. And I can't remember tasting a honeydew melon or a cantaloupe, <laughs> you know, so it is what it is. But since I opened up with uh, talking about Halloween and everything, the, the candy that is a mystery to me, and I don't know why people enjoy it. I don't know why people buy it. I don't know why people grew up with it is candy corn, candy corn, candy corn. I remember I had a, a birthday party years ago. I probably was like six years old and I still have an old picture of it. My mom had put like, it was like one of them old school, uh, serving party trays. They used to have like, it's like four levels. You put candy here, peanuts here and whatever else on the four levels. So in the picture, it's like, I think peanuts and cashews at the top. And then it's like, um, some other type of candy in that second, second level. And the third level is candy corn. And I can remember, again, this is like, shoot, almost 40 some years ago. I can remember my cousins asking me, are you going to eat this candy? I always thought it looked like a traffic cone. I just, I refuse to eat candy corn. I've never tasted candy corn, people. Let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I've never eaten candy corn. I speed past it when I walk through the candy aisles at the stores. And for some reason, I just can't figure out what is the phenomenon with candy corn? Why do people like it? What, what led you to wake up and go to the store to purchase candy corn? And I guess what I want to say is why are you align your kids to eat candy corn? I'm sure it has to be the most disgusting thing ever. And I've never tasted it. I will not buy candy corn, right? To me, candy corn I don't even want to get into it, but candy corn is just something. I don't know what it is about candy corn. I just, 
it's always around this time of the year and you st start seeing people going to the stores and they're buying, you know, reasonable candy, your chocolates, uh, your nerds, your Laffy Taffy's, your non-laters, all those traditional candies, your three musketeers, your Snickers and all those things you put inside your little Halloween giveaway bag. But why are people eating candy corn? What is the phenomenon with candy corn? If you put in the comments, I definitely want to read them, but I just don't get the whole candy corn phenomenon. Again, it could be ignorance on me because I've never tasted candy corn and I refuse to eat candy corn. I refuse to buy candy corn. Candy corn should be banned. Candy corn should be banned along with uh, Cheez-Its, along with Crocs, <laughs> along with uh, Sunny Delight, along with Pop-Tarts. Those things need to just go away. You've had your run here on earth. It's time to go. <laughs> I tell you, man, just joking. So those are my opening remarks. I hope uh, everyone is uh, having a good Thursday. Hope they had a good Wednesday, a Tuesday and a Monday. So like I stated yesterday, um, I'm going to talk about for sneaker stores on the Thursday. I'm going to talk about the Scotty Pippins in 1996. And I bought these Scotty Pippins way back in 96 and they got re-released not too long ago. So I'm going to show you a pair of those show, show you the dynamics of the shoe and give you a story about how I was bamboozled into thinking it was going to be a regular chill day when I was in the Marines and end up running like almost eight, probably about nine miles in these shoes. So I'm going to tell that story. Appreciate all support. Appreciate everything. You know where to go on the YouTube channel. You know where to go on your favorite podcast uh, platforms. So appreciate it. See you in a bit for Sneaker Stories on the Thursday. All right, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Trust and Believe Nomad cast. Welcome back. All right. So like I stated in my opening remarks, and as I mentioned yesterday, I'm going to tell the story about these uh, Scotty Pippen Nike uh, Air Max up tempos that came out in 1996 and what's significant about these shoes. It was probably one of the first times that the actual word, the part of a shoe was worded on the actual shoe itself. And I got to think back in history. I may, I may be correct on that. Maybe incorrect on that, but you know, Nike has the air. They've trademarked the word air. When you hear the word air, you automatically think of Nike's and we used to call them, Back in the day, Nike Airs. Oh, man, you got some fresh Nike Airs. So these Scotty Pippen uh, up-tempos, they actually put the word air, spelled it out, A-I-R, on the actual shoe on both sides. And when these were released, the first things I thought about was, one, I got to get them, and two, why did they put air on there? Because it was, it was different. It was something way different. Usually... You just see the company logo, the Adidas three stripes, the Nike swoosh, the Converse, Boomerang with the star, whatever the brand was. But this is really the first time where they wrote something that uh, they revolutionized and put it on the shoe, right? So the story about these uh, Air Max up tempos, I'm going to show you. It all started, they came out in 1996, and Scottie Pippen, that played for the Chicago Bulls, he wore them, wore those shoes. And uh, another fun fact, in the Olympics in 96 in Atlanta, he wore uh, the Air Max of Tempos, but the shoe was blue and it had the, the white word air on it. 
So I'll go ahead and show you the shoe right now. This is the Air Max Up Tempo that came out in 1996. As you see, I've worn this shoe one time. I got it at, uh, off Nike.com probably about three or four months ago. And I've worn it once. And I always say, you know, I'll, I do these sneaker stories on these shoes, but halftime, I've only wore these shoes a couple of times. But this is what I want to show you. You know how I was talking about the word air? It actually spelled out the word air on it. This was a phenomenon back then because no one was really doing that. As you can see, the traditional air bubbles, the air pockets, traditional Nike, right? They revolutionized this thing. As you can see, the Nike logo on the back, Nike logo on the tongue, right? This shoe, I will tell you, the story I'm going to tell you is, is, is so impactful. Um, probably led to some of my foot issues as well. But uh, these shoes are very snug. And even like the ones that came out of 96, very snug shoe. You know, fits tight on the foot, kind of hugs the foot, if you will, right? So that's the Nike Air Max Up Tempo 1996. And I have another version, an airbrush version that Nike released. I'm going to show you that one as well, right? But I'm going to tell you the story about the Air Max Up Tempo. Oh, another story, fun fact. It was designed by a gentleman named of Wilson Smith. I don't know if he still works at Nike. But he got a lot of ridicule for coming. I remember reading in Sports Illustrated back in the day. He got a lot of ridicule. It was like, why would you spell out this word? You know, it doesn't even make sense. And he just said he had a vision one day. He had a dream. And he wanted to do something revolutionary. And look at that. This is a phenomenal shoe. Very comfortable basketball shoe, right? But I'm going to tell you the story I'm going to talk about. I didn't play basketball in these. I played a sport. I did it. I conducted an event. But it wasn't basketball. So I'm going to tell you that story. And then I'll show you the other pair that I have. Another uh, color release. Colorway that's released. So this happened in 96. This was probably, uh, I will say maybe May of 96, if I'm not mistaken. So I was in the Marine Corps during that time. And I remember we had, um, it was on a Friday. And it was kind of like a chill atmosphere. A lot of Fridays, once a month on a Friday, we would get released early, you know. We had like a, a noon formation and come back to work that Monday or whatever. So this particular Thursday, my sergeant was like, hey, Gunny, uh, we're going to have a, a a chill day. We're not going to do any running or anything tomorrow. Just going to be a chill PT session. You know, some of y'all, if y'all want to play basketball, some of y'all want to play volleyball, just a regular sport today, which is unconventional in Marine Corps uh, PT because it's all about run, 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 right? So that day we was like, okay. So I'm like, okay, I already got these Scotty Pippins. I had bought them in uh, Phoenix, in the Foot Locker in Phoenix. I love that Foot Locker in Phoenix. Spent a lot of money up in there. And uh, I was like, you know, I just wear my Pippins tomorrow. Since tomorrow's a chill day. So I got like some Nike basketball shorts with them. And I wore like a, a regular like Nike shirt, right? Just chill because my sergeant said, hey, tomorrow's going to be a chill day shoot some hoops, you know, people want to play pool. We're just going to chill and then we'll have formation and then y'all released for the weekend and we'll see everybody Monday morning. So I'm like, and it was a payday weekend. So I'm like, shoot, we good. Tomorrow's going to be great. It was supposed to be like freaking 90 some degrees outside. So man, it was, we was planning barbecues. I mean, it was, yeah, it was going to be a great day. So we have formation and even we have formation late that day. Cause usually we had to be at our PT site at uh, five o'clock. 
And then we'll start PT probably about like 5.15 after Gunny give the word and everything. And we'll freaking run, right? And it was still kind of light outside because, you know, we was in Yuma, Arizona. And uh, the West Coast during that, at that time, it's, you know, typically light outside in the early mornings. Anyway, we, um, we got to formation and everything and something just didn't sit right. So Gunny showed up to formation. He had his Marine Corps uh, PT shirt on with his the old school Marine Corps PT shorts, right? And he had on his running shoes, like he's running. So we're like, okay, what's going on? Maybe Gunny just going to let us just chill. And then, you know, he probably going to go for a run by himself, whatever. So he told us, he was like, you know, I don't know who told y'all that today is going to be a chill day. He said, it's not. He said, we're going to run probably about nine miles today. So get ready. So in the Marine Corps, you do like your, uh, the daily seven. I don't know if they still do that. It's like your seven exercises. Bam, you gone. There ain't no stretching. Just, hey, you gone. So one of Gunny's favorite routes was a route um, in Yuma. You will leave out the main gate and you take a right. And I want to say that street is Avenue S. I may be wrong. Somebody can correct me in the comments that was there. You go out the gate, you make a right, you run down to another street, make a left. And man, it's like just freaking just nothing but freaking street. And then you get to the end of that street. It was a Bowles factory. I don't know if it's still there. Then you come around that, you get on the main avenue. We can't remember the name of the avenue. And you run all the way down to the freaking airport. And then you come back to base. So that whole thing is probably eight and a half, nine, maybe nine and a half miles. I mean, because that's just, and we used to run that thing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, maybe Thursday, we were kind of chill. So I'm thinking, I'm already like, okay, this has to be a setup. I got these. Freaking basketball shoes on that I shouldn't even wore because my sergeant's like, tomorrow's going to be a chill day. We're going to play freaking basketball and we're going to do fun activities, fun, fun, fun activities. And I wore these things with some baggy freaking typical nineties Nike shorts. So gunny take off and gunny. I mean, that dude was freaking fast took off. Boom. And back then, you know, I was only wearing like 160. So, you know, that's all we did was run some, my, my cardio, I was at the, I was potent when it came to running. Right. I was, I was, I was bad, bad in a good way. So we running. So I'm like, okay, maybe Gunny won't run so far. And we running. I'm noticing my knees to start hurting my feet to start hurting. Cause I'm just clock clobbing on the streets. Cause these are heavy freaking shoes, which seems light when you're holding them. But when you running, these suckers are getting heavy. And I noticed usually we'll be sprint. We'll sprint for like maybe 50 yards, slow down, sprint. And we just keep doing, we were just full bull. And Gunny was some type of guys. He wanted you to stay with them within arm's distance of him. Cause he was a runner. That's what he did. And we running. I'm like getting so tired, not from the cardio, but from these freaking shoes. And I'm like, why the freak did I do this? And my sergeant's like, oh, my bad. I, you know, our, our chill day is next week, not today. So I'm like, you know, I'm trying to run. I'm already mad at him. I can't do anything about it. So I'm running, I'm running, and these shoes just clock, clock, clock. So we run all the way down. We pass the Bose freaking uh, uh, warehouse. Then we make that freaking left, go all the way down. I can't, I wish I can remember them streets. 
go all the way down. We end up going around the whole thing. Cloud is powering tomorrow's transformative missions. Federal agencies are partnering with SAIC to help them meet these critical moments, where bold moves require confident blueprints, where you can accelerate transformation through consistency, where you can innovate forward and never look back. SAIC quickly and securely migrates large-scale workloads to the cloud with the confidence you need to assure your mission. Learn more at SAIC.com slash cloud. And we just run it. And I was so freaking mad. I was so freaking tired. My knees were hurting. My legs were hurting. And this was a Friday. I'm like, I thought we were supposed to have a chill Friday. Come to find out it wasn't until freaking next week. I was so freaking mad. And that was the same sergeant. I was telling y'all that uh, a couple weeks, couple, probably about a month ago, telling you the story about my Buick Regal catching on fire. He was the one that kind of helped me take care of that situation. He transported me up there and did all that. Then I'm like, this dude got his freaking dates wrong. And he ended up getting in trouble for that. Gunny got mad at him because putting out the wrong information. But man, we were so mad. Everybody, because it was our whole freaking warehouse. We, it was probably about 16 people in our warehouse. And we went for that run. And usually, you know, everyone is full, full steam ahead. But I think emotionally, we were so messed up because we thought that, hey, we're just going to have a chill Friday. And we got set up for the okie doke and Gunny was just laughing about it. I mean, that dude was a freaking runner and we was just running. I was so freaking tired. We finally got to the airport and then we kind of you know, ran in place for about 20 seconds. And Gunny was like, Hey, he said, make sure when you put in our information, that has to be the right information. Make sure you validate it. You confirm it before you put it out to your subordinates. So I learned a valuable lesson that day to one to ensure well, I mean, my sergeant told me this, so, you know, you take it for what it's worth. But I learned the the value of validating the information, confirmation of that information, and ensuring the information that you are receiving and or putting out is accurate. Because the sergeant, I mean, he, he made a mistake because he thought this week, this particular day was a chill day, but actually it was supposed to be next week because then next week we end up having it. Gunny had a big old barbecue and, he brought the grill to the warehouse and he bought a bunch of meat and everything. So he kind of made up for it. And he said he was proud of us for not really getting upset about, you know, running that day. Shoot. I was pissed off. Um, but he went and bought everything that next week, man. And he just kind of just let us chill, you know, but I think he was doing that to show to prove a, a lesson. And I learned a valuable lesson in that to ensure the information I'm receiving from higher echelons or someone higher to me is accurate validate it, confirm it. You know, I had this, this, uh, nomad cast called trust and believe, but I also want to say it's all about trust and verify to ensure you are receiving the right information and you're not questioning anything. Just want to make sure we're good to go because I have to execute this mission. I have to execute this plan. You know, that's just a little nugget for everybody. But I remember we came back from that run, that run had to be about nine miles, nine and a half miles. And on any given day, we would run it with no problems, no issues, right? But that day, I was freaking hurting. Clobbing around on these freaking Air Max up tempos, man. These, oh man, I could just see the shoes just bouncing, bouncing. All oh, my feet was hurting. 
it was a a, a bad day for me running because usually I, I would keep up with these runs but that day i was hurting 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 and uh again i learned a valuable lesson with that before i end it let me show you another version of these and nike actually started they airbrushed these you could tell the difference i'm gonna put them together you could tell the difference right look at that one of course has been worn and one hasn't been worn yeah you definitely could tell the difference even with the back the colors the colors this this silhouette stands out more but you know if you like me you come from a world of matching the only color you can wear with this is either black or red you know nowadays somebody get a shoe like this and they wear like pink socks a neon shirt orange freaking pants or whatever but still a phenomenal shoe the air max up tempo 1996 show you both versions again the air max up tempo 1996 i ran nine miles in these shoes in this one well not this one but a version of these Man. good times y'all good times all right, so that was my sneaker story today. It was actually a life lesson, probably more than a, a sneaker story because I learned the value, again, of confirming, validating, making sure everything is authenticated, the whole the whole nine. So it was a great lesson for me as I progressed in uh, another branch of service and as I progressed in my career. And I still utilize those tools to this day, confirming, validating, all the et cetera. All right. So again, that was my sneaker story on a Thursday today. It was kind of short, but I think the, the biggest takeaway was the lessons learned from that and validating information regardless of the source. Not that you're questioning anything, but you just want to confirm because you have to execute that order. You have to execute that mission. You have to execute whatever decision is being made. All right. So just take that with you as well. All right. So usually we wrap this up on a Thursday talking about everything we talked about during the week, right? And we got a lot of stuff we kind of went over this week, right? A whole lot of stuff. Um, one thing we talked about Monday on episode 21, my opening remarks was talking about stick with what works, right? And the main thing with Monday Mental Combat, we talked about toxic leadership. And I spoke on um, self-interest, bullying and harassment, rewarding incompetence, uh, leaders with no moral compass, unwillingness to listen to feedback, self-promotion. And that's a bunch of them. And I had put links in the description on that particular day as well. So I tell you, I've been a victim of toxic leadership as I stated Monday. And I also, uh, I was, I was a toxic leader in some instances back in the day. So that's definitely things again that I kind of, I changed my compass, if you will, and tried to execute the responsibilities of my position for the greater good instead of for self-interest. Right. But I think that's something that all leaders learn, no matter what your occupation is, whether you military, civilian or whatever, you can always take those with you. Right. So episode 22 on the 26th of October, we talked the, my opening remarks talking about, the need for a chiropractor and I don't know, 
I, I need a chiropractor, but I don't know if I want to go through the exercise of having them strap the, the daggone thing on my neck and pulling me in. You know, usually when you see the, the videos of it, people's like, oh, I just feel so much better. You know, I, I don't know about that one. Uh, the talking on the Tuesday segment is like, how much do we need? Do we do we need any more? And I referenced this about uh, television channels to include streaming, social media and apps for your phone. I think sometimes we probably have enough. We have more than enough to fulfill our needs. Um, but you know, I'm just like everybody else, man. I'm greedy. I like apps. I like my phone with a bunch of apps. I, I download stuff. That's a replicate of things I've already downloaded. Like I have editing tools that, uh, for my nomad cast. I have one version and I have two versions and they're pretty much kind of the same thing. So I'm guilty of that as well. It's like, how much do we really need? All right, on episode 23, which is Wednesday for way back Wednesday on my opening remarks, I talked about mean what you say. And I talked about the college coaches and NFL coaches not wavering when they're being asked a question about their next potential job or anything as it relates to the future of the team. And mean what you say, you know, if a, a, a reporter asks you, hey, coach, we heard a rumor that you're going to take the Michigan job. First of all, I'll take it. Number one job in the country. Um <laughs> But, you know, you want to mean what you say, say what you mean and be and, and say what you mean. This is what I'm going to say. This is important. I need to get this message out to ensure that all my student athletes is the term they use. Student athletes know that I'm going to be here for the long haul. No, I can't predict tomorrow, but I can tell you today I will be here and just kind of validate that. Make these make these guys go through a wall for you if you know. If they know you're not leaving. Um, and then my way back Wednesday story yesterday was talking about how my star major in, in Japan moved me right from one section to another, another one in an effort to get me promoted to master sergeant. Again, I don't know if his decision played a role using his leverage as a sergeant major, using his power, his position as the senior enlisted advisor in our unit. But I made freaking master sergeant. So something, something worked, right? Just, just for the fact that he saw something in me, he knew, Hey, he has to do something for the greater good of this organization and the army. We need him to be make, uh, earn the rank of master sergeant. I need to put him in a position of success. And that's what he did. And it was challenging to move from an environment where I had just to worry about, you know, certain things. And now I have to look at things from a different lens. As I talked yesterday, looking at everything from a holistic lens, looking at everything at a macro level and not a micro level. So again, that's something that can be applied to all our lives as well, no matter occupation, no matter circumstance. And today, my opening remarks uh, on this Thursday talked about my uh, distaste for candy corn when I've never even freaking ate candy corn. Ugh. Just the thought of even saying candy corn just does something to me, right? And then I told the sneaker story today, uh, talking about the Scotty Pippins that I wore in 1996. And yeah, I had I followed misinformation because my sergeant you know, put it out that we're going to have a chill day, and we ended up running nine miles in these freaking Scotty Pippin Nikes, and probably reasons why my knees hurt and my feet hurt from all these years of doing all that daggone running. 
But I think the valuable lesson was to make sure everything is authenticated, validated, confirm it, confirmation, the whole nine, whenever you receive an information, right? So I appreciate everything, all the support that you guys are bringing. I know my, again, my downloads are increasing, subs increasing. So I appreciate that. You know where to go on YouTube to find my channel, the Trust and Bleed Nomad Cast. Again, hosted by me, Retired Master on 20. You can find me on all the, the uh, podcast platforms, all your favorites. So I appreciate it. Again, be safe this weekend. Today is Thursday. Have a safe Friday, a safe Saturday. Oops, and I forgot about Saturday. Saturday, Michigan plays freaking Michigan stank. Not Michigan State, Michigan stank, right? We're number six in the country. They're number eight. Two top 10 teams. We're both undefeated. It's more than a football game. This is a rivalry, a hated rivalry. These guys grew up together, and now they're playing on opposite sides. And tell you a little quick story. When I was growing up in Detroit, most of your Detroiters, that was uh, that can make it in college football that got recruited to go to college football to play in college football. They recruited uh, in Michigan and Michigan state. Most of you guys that lived in the city of Detroit, they went to Michigan and or root for Michigan. And most of the folks that lived in the suburbs and or played in the suburbs rooted for Michigan state. And I, I guess they are not perfect. Right. But now as the years have went on, you know, now a guy from Detroit, you know, he had played for Michigan State. And the guy that's from East Lansing, Michigan, where East Lansing is located, where Michigan State is located, he had played for Michigan. So the tide is changing, but I know like when I was growing up, it was, you know, it was a sin to be from Michigan and it will be from uh, Detroit and root for Michigan State. But the funny thing about it, my neighbor, one of my best friends growing up, he actually went to Michigan State and got a, I think he got an engineering degree and he's from Detroit and he has a distaste for Michigan. So again, we're all not perfect, right? So I uh, just wanted to kind of share that nugget, but Michigan plays Michigan State Saturday at noon. I will be in the man cave, right? With my feet kicked up with something to drink and I will be screaming and hollering. If I'm telling you, the Nomad Cast Monday, you will tell if Michigan won by the tone of the nomad cast on Monday, you will be able to tell the tone. If Michigan stank beats Michigan, it's going to have two totally different tones, but I'm, I'm coming in. Um, uh, my tone is going to be professional. It's going to be exciting. I'm going to have my Michigan helmet up under my arm as I open up the nomad cast on Monday. So that's what I'm hoping for. I don't want no problem Saturday with, with Michigan stank. All right. I don't want no freaking problems. All right. Again, so appreciate it. You guys have a great weekend. You be safe, be sound, enjoy yourselves, enjoy your family, do all the right things and just be safe. Just be safe. Take care of each other and everything will go according to your plan. If you have anything that you're getting frustrated with in life, if you have anything that you can't seem to get over the hurdle, do everything you need to do to ensure that you get over those hurdles to ensure that you are successful in life. Cause every day we wake up with a chance and we have a choice and we have to maximize any opportunity that we have, whether internally or externally. So use all the tools that you have in your toolbox. Cause I'm telling you, you bring more to the fight than you think you have. You have more value than you think you do. 
So look inside eternally and challenge yourself. Ask yourself the questions. You know what you need to ask, right? Again, so just wanted to share that with you. Again, have a great weekend. Be safe and sound. See y'all Monday with my Michigan helmet up under my arm or, you know, I may be upset. But appreciate it. See you guys Monday for Monday Mental Combat. Take care. Be safe. One love. Peace. So we're here at Marshall's with Liz for some holiday shopping. She's really nailing it this year, isn't she? Oh, yep. She got a record player for Amy. A gorgeous cozy sweater for Jason. And some hot pink fluffy slippers for her sister. The perfect gift. Wait a sec. <gasps> She's getting a pair for herself. Well, with prices this good, it would be rude not to. You know what? She totally deserves it. Oh, totally. Happy holidays, everyone. See you at Marshall's. Fabulous brands. Feel good prices at, at Marshall's. Marshall's.